Hi, this is a bad Robert Plant impression, and we want to thank you for listening to the Loftus Party Podcast. I, I, I. There you go. See, <laughs> it was just insanity. I like to do fun openings there, Liberty Gypsy. We got some feedback from the the listeners. They're not big fans of the Liberty Gimlet. Yeah, no, I I'm, I don't even remember how that one originated. So uh, the the gypsy thing no, the is gypsy from you thing, moving all over yeah, the place. No, I got kid. that. I got that. The gimlet. And I gimlet, don't remember. Yeah, it's just a little wordplay. Just a uh, little wordplay. Ah. Uh, so much going on in the news. We're jumping in. We're not going to be like those other lamo uh, podcasts where it's all just uh, fluff, 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 and then they barely get to anything. We're jumping in. Number one with a bullet, uh, and I think we have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it, but I think we will because it'll be fun. Uh, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Yeah, ew, ew. Well, it's it's uh, it's the pot calling the kettle black. You know, it's it's uh, it, uh, these the the people the the big celebrities, the loud ones that are always talking about politics and shame on you for not doing equal pay and shame on you for discriminating against women. Shame on you for blah, 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 blah. Now here it is. It turns out uh, there's a lot of allegations. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm a big, big fan of innocent until proven guilty, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of accusations out there uh, against Harvey Weinstein doing some pretty um, despicable stuff around the ladies. Yep. However, um, I will say this, and, and I'm no, and I'm in no way condoning his behavior. Uh, there, this has been going on since there were movies. Well, I mean, you certainly have heard things like that. I mean, this is also the the uh, Hollywood elite are the ones that still applaud, you know, Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. So, <laughs> come on. You know what? In in, in Woody's <laughs> defense, I can't do a Woody Allen. Uh, the moose was furious in 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 Woody. Uh, uh, in, in uh, what's in Woody Allen's uh, defense, uh, he, he and Soon Yi, they're still together. They're still together. So yeah, you think yeah, it's still creepy. Sorry, it is creepy. It doesn't make sense on paper. However, uh, they're still together. So uh, whatever. Here's the deal. There's a, and this just occurred to me as I was saying it. Like uh, in silent movies, I'm sure there were women. Uh, doing things to get into the movies. And I'm sure there were men abusing the, the power. Like, hey, if you do this, I'll put you in the movie. Mm -hmm. There's a silent film star uh, named Fatty Arbuckle. You ever heard of Fatty Arbuckle? I have heard of Fatty Arbuckle. That's great. Not a lot of, not a lot of people have. Uh, however, he was kind of set up, framed. There was like a big orgy at some, I think it was like the Roosevelt Hotel in L.A. Uh, back in the day. And, just uh, ended up destroying his career. He did get work. He worked again later in his career under another name. But it, it seems like it's one of those things that's never going to go away. Right. Hi, uh, my, my name is uh, Harvey Weinstein, and I'm a uh, big Jabba the Hut looking, not the finest specimen of humanity. Uh, I make a lot of movies, and you are? Oh, I'm, I'm Jane Doe, and I want to be in the movies. Hmm. Well, I think I could put you in a movie, but this is a very sexual part. Huh. I'm a very sexual person. Bada bing, bada boom. It, it's, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not a long trip down the how does this happen highway. No, not at all. And, and it's not, I guess, a long trip to figure out how it happens in most cases, and I think, you know, in at least some of this behavior, there's some complicit on both sides, right? You want to be in the movies. If that's the price you're willing to pay, that's the price you're willing to pay. 
Yes. I, I mean, I, I hate to say that as, as a woman, I guess, but I mean, in a lot of cases, these women are making a conscious choice, whether it's in business, whether it's in Hollywood, whether it's anywhere. And, you know, in some cases where, you know, it was truly unwanted or, or felt dangerous, certainly that's a problem. But in the vast majority of them, that's not how it rolls. Well, it, it is, uh, it, it's horrible to say, uh, however, and this is going to be like, it's, it's gross generalizations here. Mm-hmm. This that's, I'm speaking in, in just complete and total stereotypes. Uh, someone who wants to be famous, mm-hmm. I think there's something, uh, fundamentally broken about 99% of those people. There's really? something, oh yeah. And I'll say, and I'm, and I'm talking about myself here too. There's something, uh, it's a character flaw of mine, and I've talked about this with other comedians. Uh, what is, and I'll tell you, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with most comedians. There's something wrong with pr- performers. I, I feel better when I go up and tell jokes in front of 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, I say something and they and they all laugh mm-hmm. and, and I kind of was instrumental in making that happen. I feel so much better. Like it, it, it literally makes me feel better. I need it. I've tried to go without it. And I always find myself like I'm going to I'm going to be going out uh, tonight, this uh, this uh, this this weekend uh, and doing stand up. I, I need that. It feeds me. So if if you are a uh, person like that and you're an actress and you want that attention, you want that attention uh, on some level. I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying the vast majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's weird. I'm, and, and listen, I, it, it sounds like as I'm saying it, it sounds horrible, like I'm somehow defending Harvey Weinstein. No, 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 uh, I'm not. However, you've got a perfect recipe. It's the perfect recipe for, wow, you're someone who desperately needs attention, and I'm a guy that can get you all the attention ever. It's like a drug dealer. It's like, wow, I really like Coke. Well, isn't that crazy? I have a storeroom of Coke. Why don't you, why don't you grab my junk, and I'll get you in that storeroom of cocaine? That's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, I don't know that that you liking to make people laugh is, means there's something fundamentally broke, and I think that's just a passion for what you like to do and what you're very talented at doing. Um, but I agree with you, this sort of quid pro quo, I mean, and it's not isolated to Hollywood, never has been. Um, you know, there's, there's things in place now where if it's truly abusive and, and unwanted, there's, there's legal... Um, legal things someone can do. But I mean, this has been going on forever because we're men and women and men and women are different. Well, yeah. However, in the business world, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to have that, uh, that, that character, I'm going to call it a character defect uh, of this. You want, you want fame, you want the attention. It's why I've always said like uh, people are like the Rolling Stones should retire. I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Are you completely bonkers? I know how good it makes me feel when a hundred people laugh at something mm-hmm. I said. I can't imagine being in a stadium with 90,000 people and, and you're like, are you ready to rock and roll? And the place goes bonkers. Mick, hopefully those guys will be out there doing it when they're a million years old. However, that kind of character flaw isn't really in business. You know, so if somebody in the business world comes at you like, and it's not like it's not the 1960s and we're living in Mad Men. Mm-hmm. If, if someone now working at, uh, you know, Joe Blow's 
uh, computer factory goes, well, Linda, if you'd like that pig promotion, put your lips on my wiener. She's going to just run screaming. (laughs) Human resources. But in but in Hollywood, you're like, boy, do you want to be in the next Star Wars? Put your hand, put your lips on my wiener. She'll be like, mm, I might do it because it's a trilogy, and those movies are gonna keep going, and there's gonna be action figures, and everybody's gonna look at me, and I'll never be poor. You know, it's just, it's the perfect storm. Uh, I agree, um, but you know, it also, in my mind, it just the hypocrisy is real. Oh, like, like, uh, like this whole argument, this whole argument of our pervert is better than your pervert or your pervert is worse than our pervert. I mean, I just I can't even they're all just perverts. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Right. Here's and then and the hypocrisy is where the the silence last night from uh, SNL was definitely deafening. Oh, I know. Not a word. Not a word. Nothing. And so everybody in Hollywood is just going to wait to see how the chips, how the cookie crumbles and uh, if he's really gone because I don't want to be the, the person who made fun of him if he, he manages to scooch out from underneath this and yada yada. And then his – and then here's the other thing that I re- that really just like uh, chapped my biscuits uh, if that's the thing. It is now. <laughs> is that he comes out with the statement. Yeah. You chapped my biscuit. Uh, he comes out with this statement going, yeah. I might need some mistakes, but here's what I'm going to do. Just like Jay-Z said, what the what? You're quoting Jay-Z? Yeah, in in your apology letter? And now you're going to raise money to fight the NRA? Hello? What are you talking about, man? (laughs) Like, way to pivot. Way to try to pivot and dance your way out of this. But no, I I don't think we're going to be talking about the NRA, Harvey. I think we're going to be talking about you uh, whacking off. In front of a Fox reporter, not letting her leave the room, and then, and then and dumping then, in a plant. Right. <laughs> However, I just can't uh, imagine how creepy that that's just that's just so creepy. And that's that's the other like funny thing about it. Because if I if I had a a, a female boss, I'm not. I'm just. I'm oh, just God. being honest. Seriously. <laughs> If I had a female boss, and uh, regardless, regardless of what she looked like, and she started going at it, going, you're not leaving this room, I'd be like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so much wrong with you. I'd be like so egotistical. I'd be like, I must be pretty hot. (laughs) Boy, she is into me. Look at her go. Way to tickle the taco there, lady. Oh my God! I'm a taken man, but God bless you for wanting me so bad. <laughs> like, oh! I, and then I tell my buddies, I'd be like, "Holy smoke! I just uh, got called into a business meeting with Margaret, and she just uh, totally started cleaning the toaster right there." And they'd be like, "What'd you do?" I'm like, "I stayed." <laughs> This goes back to my original point that men and women are fundamentally different. Yes. Yes. There's some things where we can celebrate those. Yes. We can celebrate those differences. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) so shame on, uh, shame on SNL for not saying a word. That's, uh, that's the chicken crap in my mind. However, I did, uh, I got lucky last night. I got so lucky. I was playing. Uh, I was finishing up the defenders, trying to. That's a struggle. 
That is a struggle. We'll have to get back to that. <sighs> I was trying to finish uh, the the story mode on Destiny 2. It's a great video game. Whatever. We can get back into that later. Uh, enjoying the Destiny 2. And then I'm like, oh, Saturday Night Live is on. And uh, Gal Gadot was hosting. And I, t- I turned in and I saw this one skit uh, where Kate McKinnon and, and the other actress, they were uh, lesbians and they had uh, taken a rowboat and they landed on the Amazon island where Wonder Woman is from. And they were looking for uh, – it was funny because they were like, hey, we're lesbians. We figured you gals were too. And Gal Gadot's like, no, we're not. Uh, we're not lesbians. Uh, we can appreciate the beauty in, in each other's bodies, but we're not lesbians. And Kate McKinnon's like, really? Are you sure about that? Uh, and so they did this little tester kiss uh, just to see. It was all just a, a, a reason, an excuse to have Kate McKinnon kiss Gal Gadot. However – God bless Gal Gadot. That was a good kiss. <laughs> she was that, all in, then, huh? Yes. A, oh, my Lord in heaven. It was very good. And then the joke is uh, Kate McKinnon goes, well, uh, nothing. Nothing happened. And they and the lesbians get back in their boat and they, they row to the Isle of Lesbos where they're very happy. However, ah. God bless Gal Gadot. Not the funniest creature I've noticed. She doesn't have to be. No. No, no, she's she's a, uh, a beautiful, wonderful woman, uh, and she was there. She was in all the skits, but uh, you're not like, man, I'm going to put her in my next comedy. Yeah, no, no. Gal Gadot's, Gal Gadot's superpower is she can convey about a million different emotions with her eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's just – she's such a pretty lady, such a pretty lady, and, and seemingly so happy and grateful for her success. And I just think that makes her even prettier. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and she yeah, there's she, there's a genuineness to her smile that is uh, just yeah she's she's a movie star mm-hmm. for sure she's a movie star she's not a sketch comedy gal no however no. that was some hot there was some hot girl on girl action <laughs> apparently she pulled it off oh she, yeah she, that's another one she could pull it off yeah <laughs> she could. <laughs> Oh, this show just went in the gutter early, didn't it? Yes, uh, and I'm thinking about <laughs> staying there. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm going, I could probably stay here. This is like my comfort zone, kind of, you know, kind of half-baked little wordplay about sexual activity, uh, which bring what we'll do the sex with the robot thing later. I keep just kicking things down the road because there are some serious things I want to get to uh, right, kind of right out of the gate. The whole uh, gun control debate rages on. I, I saw uh, Chris Wallace this morning uh, on uh, – yeah, and it's just so it, – it, this is the Saturday Night Live skit, honestly. He had a guy on from the NRA. It wasn't that Wayne LaPierre guy. It was like an underling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, Chris Wallace is like, should we uh, – do you think we should have gun control in the country? Do you think we should have gun control? Well, Chris, you know what I think? Hold on. But before you answer that, I want you to watch this video. Before you answer, watch this video. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It was the most set up, most gotcha, most emotional blackmail ever. So before the guy from the NRA can answer, they show uh, a clip from from the concert. And it's just and people running, screaming for their lives. And then, what'd you think of that clip? That that's your follow up. What'd you think of that? Well, Chris, I think you uh, showed me a scene from a nightmare. I think you showed me a scene from one of the scariest things, one of the most heart wrenching, horrible events in our our country's history. So now you want me to tell you why guns are a good thing? 
and the guy didn't have the courage of his convictions, and he started kind of sidestep, and if we could talk about, and it was just the worst kind of gotcha, emotional ambush, I hated it. Well, and that that's what it always is, because, you know, probably this weekend in Chicago, all many, almost as many people are going to die of gun violence as did in Vegas, but they're never going to talk about that. Um, you know, I, I, I've been seeing this debate, you know, through the Obama administration and, and now, unfortunately and horrifically, we're having it again. But the the short, very short amount of time in which it takes a liberal politician to start standing on dead bodies and advocating for policy um, to restrict or even ban guns is just shocking, shocking. Yeah. And, and just the the, the ambush nature of, of the whole thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they always bring up, and then what? And I thought about putting this into uh, the the video that I, that we just did for Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, like, what what would you say to those people? What, what would you say to those people that were uh, in that audience? And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't say anything to them. Nope, because it's in poor taste. Just like if. If if, if a if a jetliner goes down with two hundred and fifty souls on it and smashes into the earth and everybody dies in a uh, spectacular fashion, meaning a spectacle, not meaning wonderful, meaning it's the spectacle, the horror, the totality right. of it. I wouldn't go up to so wow. Uh, what do you think about air travel? I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> it's just tacky. Well. Uh, you know, but then you see like these images that just pull on your heartstrings. The Marine who covered up the woman, the young man who got out of his hospital bed when President Trump walked into walked into the room. I mean, y- you see the histories and and the and the pictures of the people we lost, and and you hear their families and and the public statements, and there's just so much freaking like humanity and there were so many good people at that event who did the right thing and helped other people one guy you know one one young army sergeant stole a truck and started driving back in and transporting people to the hospital while it was still going on and you know i i I don't want to say that anything about it was wonderful but once again like you did during harvey like you did during irma you see how awesome Americans are yeah. when something awful happens. I mean, literally, you just see the absolute best of humanity in the face of the absolute worst. And it, and it just, it makes me very proud to be an American. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously, and, and I guess it, it, there is the horror of it. And, and I will say, well, I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to talk about the, you and I both spoke before the show. We don't want to, I don't want to say this guy's name. I don't want to help him uh, gain fame. I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to know what's up with this dude and, and blah, blah, blah. Cause there's some seriously uh, shady stuff, but yeah, ultimately that is my takeaway. I look at just like what everyday ordinary citizens people did. Uh, and it's, it's crazy, but in a, in a weird way, I guess it's not weird, but, but I guess it's odd to, like this event happened and it, it does. It fills me with a kind of uh, uh, pride and a faith in humanity that, that people would step up. You'd hope they would and they did. Mm-hmm. And it was just wonderful. And, and I mean law enforcement has been, you know, working this like crazy. They were on it from, you know, the minute they got there. And 
you know, I, what I don't like is that the left uses this one individual who is either just completely insane, mentally ill, or something else hinky was going on. And I, I really don't know what to think at this point because um, there's not enough information and feels like my rights should be taken away because of him. This is like this is like when you punish the whole class because one kid got out of line. Well, that's the ultimate hypocrisy in all this. And I think that's what drives – a lot of the uh, the anger uh, on people who are to the right of this, because you'll have a uh, a guy get into a truck in France mm-hmm. and and mow down dozens and dozens of people and kill them all, and everybody goes, "Whoa, uh, this is not about the bigger issue. This is this is not about uh, radical Islam. This is about one crazy person who took a truck and did one crazy little event. Mm-hmm. Then you smash cut." to another crazy person in a Vegas hotel. Okay, let's talk about the big issue. Let's talk about guns. And you cannot have it both ways. You simply cannot. Well, you can't, and you also cannot punish the whole class. I mean, first of all, I don't know of any, and I could be wrong, so if I am, folks, please tweet me and correct me. I do not know of any National Rifle Association member that has committed a mass murder. Okay, that's a that's a really interesting uh, point. I don't know of one either. You know that that's at least in in my recollection of, of these types of incidents, I have never heard of that. You have forty four percent of homes in the U.S. that have at least one firearm. You know, everybody on the left side. Look how much money the NRA gives. Well, the NRA actually doesn't give a lot in comparison to a lot of other organizations, to include trial lawyers, Planned Parenthood. Um, uh, who else? Oh, unions, labor unions. I mean, oh goodness. Yeah. They're like, since 1992, they've spent over $3 million. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's nothing. I, exactly my point, you know? So we're, we're making all these comparisons and saying Republican senators are bought and paid for. Well, wait a minute. Maybe Republican senators have constituents who support the second amendment. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is not like some big you know, conspiracy within Washington, D.C., where Wayne LaPierre writes Paul Ryan a check and says, now you will vote with whatever I say. You know, Precisely. That's- and that's a great way for these guys to pivot. You know, when you go, wow, the NRA uh, has these guys bought and paid for. Well, no, it's actually just this much money. However, I like where you're going with the bought and paid for thing, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, USA reporter, because who does spend the most money? And what are they trying to get? That's that would be a report I would like to see. Who is the big, the biggest uh, uh, lobbyist, and what are they trying to do behind everybody's back, ignoring yep. the will of the people? Because it's not an easily, I'm sure, whatever issue it is, it's not as easily politicized, right, as something like guns in the wake of a tragedy in Vegas. And that, and that's where it gets. Uh, boring for me mm-hmm. is when these people and, and they have to do it. These political pundits and these these news shows they have to have something to talk about for uh, a segment on their show. So they start talking about well, this kind of uh, rifle does this, and this gun control law did this, and this. Okay, nobody is allowed to have a, a rocket launcher. Nobody's a- allowed to go out and you know just buy their own air force. However, the the founding fathers wanted to make sure that the citizens of this country had guns in case there was a doomsday scenario where the government was taken over and was completely tyrannical and and things just went 
off the rails. That's to make sure that the citizens are in charge of the government and not the government in charge of the citizens. And all these people with their gun control and their health care and the government, help me, help me, government, help me, government. Don't let that happen, government. Make it safe, government. Make it safe, government. Make a law against that. You are literally creating your own prison. You're mm -hmm. not you think you think you're trying to get freedom. This is the horrible thing for the, the people on the left. They think, well, oh, if we have more laws and more rules about this, I'll have more freedoms. No, no. you are literally creating your own chains. Well, you, it, are, you are chaining yourself to big government. Well, and, and, and my favorite part of all of this, right, is here you have the leftist loons in the resistance who want to ban guns. They also think Trump is literally Hitler. So what they're actually asking for is to be yeah. disarmed and this man they call a fascist will be in control of all the guns. Like the the complete cognitive dissonance and all that is is just so fun to watch because it's like that did was, you yeah, really that just was say a, that? A big a big part of the the video that I did uh for YouTube and Facebook is mm -hmm. like that to me was the most wonderful irony in this whole thing. These people are going, "Listen, I'm uh, I'm from Black Lives Matter, and you don't understand. These cops are running around just killing people willy-nilly, and we don't have a way to fight back. And this guy who's a president, he's a fascist, and he's Hitler, and the government's corrupt, and they got all the guns, and we don't have a way to fight back. So between the, the between Hitler and, and the cops, I don't know what we should do. Let's turn in our guns. <laughs> you would, you'd think they would be the first people to go, I, should, I need a gun in case this gets worse. No, let's right. turn them all in. It's hilarious. Well, it's hilarious. And, and I actually saw the best response to anything, right? Because everybody always uses the gun control laws in Chicago and how ineffective they are given the amount of gun violence the city sees, right? Yes. So somebody pointed that out and somebody responded, well, you know how easily, easily you can go to Indiana and get one. And then somebody responded to them, well, how come the people in Indiana don't kill each other like that? <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I'm just like, like that, that is what's begging the, that's called that begging the question. Okay. So guns are easier to get in Indiana. Why aren't people falling over dead over there? You know, cause they aren't, it's a cultural problem. Gun violence is a cultural problem. It is not a tool problem. Lots of people have those tools and use them responsibly. You have a cultural problem where they're used incorrectly. And at some point, we've got to we've got to make that clear. Well, at some point, members of the the, the it's the black community. Let's just say it mm -hmm. uh, instead of dancing around it. Members of the black community are going to have to m realize that change. They're going to have to go this. When are they going to when are they going to say this is enough? If I lived in Chicago, uh, this is enough. I've had enough. I'm, I'm putting my foot down here. And this is like when we had Michael Steele on. Uh, a long time ago. I think that uh, the problem is solved with money. I think you've got to get these small community banks. We've got to inject inject money into these communities, not unlike after school projects and blah, 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 crap like that, but somebody who's starting a business. Real jobs. Yeah, real jobs in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So when when somebody has a store, regardless of what they're selling, and the, and the local uh, kids are working there and they're learning, wow, I can make money legit. I can make a lot of it and I can help people and do this wonderful thing. Uh, and if something bad does happen, they're going to go, well, let's not burn down that store because mm -hmm. that store helped. That's that's the other thing. And this is going to – it sounds horribly racist and, and I apologize right up front, but it is. 
almost comedic. If you were watching it in, in a piece of fiction, you would laugh when a community goes, man, the social injustice has happened and we are upset. You know what we should do? We should burn down all the businesses in our neighborhood. Like I just <laughs> I know. What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know what? Uh, I'm I'm I've had it with Ferguson. I've had it. And that Rite Aid where my grandmother gets her prescription, uh, that Rite Aid's going down. So now grandma can't have her diabetes medicine. It's it's madness. It's absolute madness. Well, and some of those businesses opted not to reopen in sections of Baltimore and Ferguson and St. Louis because of that. Like Precisely. Nationwide chains like, I, I don't know that CVS was one of them, but like that said, yeah, we're not staying. <laughs> so I think the answer is to try to get money into those neighborhoods. I, I really do. And I want to work with uh, Michael Steele. I got I to gotta reach out to that guy. Uh, and talk to him because that's something that I really want to get going. Well, uh, and, I, and I think the other answer is in Betsy DeVos's department for those people in those communities who value education and want schools to teach their children rather than functioning as as twenty four hour you know child minders and and parents. Um, I think school choice is another huge component of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, it, well, you've got to you you've got to start. I think. They realized this a long time ago. Remember those, uh, I think it was Cabrini Towers in Chicago? Uh, that sounds vaguely there was familiar. Cabrini Green, but there was also like a, t- a tower. And, and they've known this since the 70s, that when you stack uh, poor people all on top of one another, or you have, and, and, and 60 Minutes did a thing. This is a very serious episode. I apologize. There's people like, when's it going to get funny again? Don't worry, it will. When you, <laughs> when you, when you have people all bunched together of the same economic class, mm-hmm. you're, that, that's just your normal. When you're a little kid, you look around, you go, okay, well, this is normal. Poverty mm-hmm. is normal and X, Y, and Z. If you take a family, and 60 Minutes did this back mm-hmm. in the, the early 80s, they extricated a family from it. They're like, we're going to take you out of South Central and we're going to put you in this middle class neighborhood and boom, the little girls went to a different school, different expectations, they went to college, they turned it around, blah, blah, blah. I, I just don't think they went back to South Central ever. And there was these towers uh, in, in Chicago, and they decided, yeah, this is happening and it's a real thing. So they knocked those towers down so the people would have to move out. You've got to make the change in the neighborhood. Magic Johnson's trying to do it. I, I will mm-hmm. always give credit where credit is due. That dude is uh, doing a lot, a lot of wonderful things in South Central, and Dr. Dre is doing it too. So yep. you can turn it around. It takes a while. It's an investment, but I would much rather, I would much rather uh, invest money in L- L- Lashonda's hat boutique than some stupid. Uh, here's a, an after-school program where we teach you how to play uh, ping pong with Coke bottles. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't know. I don't know what that was. As I, I said, don't I even. I, yeah, no. Um, we've dumped about as much money in education to try to fix the problem as we possibly can, with absolutely no return on investment. So it's time to do something different. It is. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and which which links me uh, to this next thing, uh, Melvin Leland. This and he's a he's a phenomenal story. Melvin Leland. Uh, Leland was uh, an athlete who loved science, uh, came from a, a, a bad neighborhood, but athletics was his way out, but he loved science. He got a scholarship to uh, university, and then after university, he went and played in the NFL, hurt his hamstring, went back to school, and the dude was an astronaut. So 
I did a video about don't look to NFL players for for the answers to big social issues or math problems. And Melvin Leland is the great American success story. And this dude, uh, and he's all about uh, science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. However, he says we got to stay away from STEAM or, or STEM and turn it into STEAM. He wants to add uh, the arts in there because without, he goes, without the arts and athletics and stuff, uh, you won't have a guy like me. Right. Well, so we'll, I'm, we'll just I'm with him. We'll just call Melvin the exception that proves your rule. Yes. <laughs> Melvin is is awesome. Yeah. And, and that's a guy I you know we're but we're not we are we're talking about Melvin. I'd love to see Melvin to uh, to be on the uh, the cover of People magazine or or Us Weekly or something instead mm-hmm. of the these Kardashians Ugh. shack up with. Uh, lovely people and and get pregnant. Is is every Kardashian pregnant right now? I don't think is Kim. Just, is, is I don't it, think Kim is. I think she. I think she might is be. She? I. You know. I. I've never understood the Kardashians. I know there was a sex tape when I was younger. They're they're pretty girls. They're not very bright, and I just don't know why they're famous. Uh, it is to me. It's it's like one of the it's this the end of times. When they are famous, just for being famous. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's kind of how it feels. I, you know, my news about the Kardashians really comes as I'm walking out the grocery store and all those, you know, tabloid covers. So yeah, t- I know two of them are pregnant, but I didn't think Kim was was. I hadn't seen her on a cover yet. I guess is the best way. Kim to put and it. Chloe and Kendall, all the k k k yeah Kardashians. However, when those are when those are your your folk heroes, when those are the wonderful, that's what uh, people are gonna emulate. Well, it started so. with Paris Hilton, right? What was she famous for other than being Paris Hilton? Mm. Paris Hilton uh, actually had a little modeling career for a while. Oh, did and, she? And, yeah, Paris Hilton was like the tip of the iceberg, and then I think I think Kim Kardashian was her friend. Kim Kardashian lapped her because she did the sex tape. Uh, Paris also did a sex tape. However, uh, Paris Hilton. Uh, you know, the heiress to the the Hilton Empire. Mm-hmm. She actually is a millionaire on her own. She's been she's been living on her own money since she was 18 years old. She was a, a model. She would do club openings. She had uh, her television show, mm-hmm. and she had a line of fragrances and all this stuff. Uh, so she's actually a, a self made woman. And I guess when when Grandpa Hilton dies, he's one of these people who's like, uh, all my money's going to charity. Yeah, no, I've heard that too. So, so Paris's mom and dad are going to be left holding the bag, and they're going to have to live off Paris's. So, Paris, <laughs> God bless you, Paris. That was very, very smart of you, little woman, when you went out there and started doing your own thing and making your own money, because the your mom and dad are going to be bumming hard. <laughs> they're going to be bumming hard. Wow. Well, didn't a bunch of them uh-huh. like start their own hotel chains too? Doesn't doesn't Paris like have her own little slice of the Hilton brand, yeah, like better. in a loft or something like that? Yeah, and I I tell you the I think that's why uh, Kim Kardashian hooked up with uh, uh, Watch's dude so she can get some of his income. He actually makes something. It's funny in a weird in a in a weird way. It is the the Kardashians are the perfect embodiment of of our failed economic model, right? You actually have to make something. It, you can't just be like a tourist de- destination uh, and be in like human services 
and actually continue to thrive. You'll be the Kardashian of nations. What you need to be is the Elon Musk of nations where you're, you're not on the headlines a lot, but you're, make, you're, you're doing stuff and you're providing. America for the longest time, for the past eight years, and even I would say uh, it started under the Clinton administration, like we, we weren't making stuff. You need to make stuff. We don't want to be well, the Kardashians of uh, the globe. I saw a startling statistic on that today, actually. I haven't verified it yet, but somebody is putting out there that for every one job we have in manufacturing in the U.S., we have two jobs in government. That's completely backwards. Well, that's that, I tell you what, that's a whole nother hour-long discussion right there. <laughs> yeah. That but... is that is completely backwards, and it's completely terrifying. That's mm-hmm. one of those things where, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go ahead and say I'm sorry for the lack of comedy here, but we're stumbling into some really, really good issues, and I don't want to leave a lot of meat on the bone when you have all these jobs in government, mm-hmm. if you have this government job, you're going to vote for the party that increases the size of government. That's just common sense. You want job security. Right. You're certainly not going to vote for the party that's like, hey, let's make these uh, places smaller. Let's make these departments smaller. That's that's terrifying. And you look where the money goes. It's like 98 uh, percent Democratic donations off mm-hmm. of federal workers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, then it's then it's inside baseball. Then it's the house always wins in Vegas. That's that's really scary. Yep. 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 So that is uh, I want to remember to do that. I want to I, I want to get started uh, with the Michael Steele and on the website uh, getting some money together, getting some funds together. Somebody was telling me, one of our listeners, uh, I think it's called a Kiva grant. Remind me to look that up. At, I think it's K-I-V-A. It's some some type of, you get the money together and, and it's a grant and you, you get a return on investment. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, I, I really want to look into that. And I don't know where we would put that on the new website. I don't Wherever know. you want, we can make your own page for it. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the website right now. If you haven't been to check it out, it's the most exciting thing to me since uh, sliced bread. We've got uh, the video. We've got the blogs. We've got gear. I, we've got news and views. I guess it would have to be uh, under happiness or get your groove on. Jump in. It could be under any of those, or it could just be its own standalone page with charities. Because we can do more, we can do a lot. Yeah, we could. We could, and that's what this is. This is phase one right here. I mm-hmm. really want people to to come and and leave messages and get a message board going and go. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna raise money for this charity here or help this small business here. So give us a little bit of uh, of your bucks. And we'll keep a tally on it, and all that money will go. And seriously, I, I think we're—I I know we're smarter than the government. So well, I want to spearhead this kind of stuff. We're certainly smarter than Linda Sarsour and and you know what's her name, Elizabeth Warren, Liwatha. Oh yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I don't know how I stumbled across this, but I, I'm I'm looking at a, an article here. All lubes are not created equal. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. actually Cosmo. I'm still going to bang in the shower mm-hmm. and oh, cheers to beer and capitalism. <clears throat> this is wonderful. <laughs> this is under, uh, this is under get happy. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yep. You guys have to go to the loftestparty.com and just explore. There's so much good stuff there. It's the dream. It's the dream. It's the dream. We're not angry people. 
No. We talk about what <clears throat> makes us happy. Well, and we, we make fun that. of stupid people, I'll be honest. But We make fun of stupid people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about the problem. However, uh, I want to be uh, partial. I, I want to be like Ed Harris's character in Apollo 13. Like, <laughs> we are not going to fail, people. We are going to succeed. Well, no, wait, we're not going to tell you everything we hate. We're going to tell you what we're for. Yes. What a concept. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And you know who I want to give a little shout out uh, to is the the Black Rifle Coffee Company. Have you had Black Rifle Coffee? I have not. However, I want to have those guys on this show. I want to interview them. Their videos are hilarious. Mm-hmm. I hope their co- I hope their coffee's good, but they are hilarious. They did this uh, video, and I, well, I should try to. We should try to put a link of it uh, onto ours. It's the guys from the Black Rifle Coffee Company, but they're like going. Uh, they did a, a, a home invasion according to gun laws. So uh, the guy, the the actor guy from Black Rifle, comes into his kitchen, and there's three people standing there with assault rifles, and he goes, "Hey, hey, you can't do that. This is California." And those are against the law. And they're like, oh, man, we didn't know. So, so they put down the assault rifles and then they try to other weapons. And he goes, sorry, those are illegal, too. So that's one joke on it. However, the funny the funny part to me was uh, of the three home invaders, it's two guys and a girl in uh, ski masks. Mm-hmm. And the girl has really big boobs. So w- when they every time they the camera is on the home invader it's like on the guy's face when he's like give me all your money and the next guy is like yeah give us all your money or we'll kill you and then the woman is like yeah but the camera goes right to her cleavage like her face is never her face oh my is, god it's, it's a really funny joke and it's really really it's a smart joke mm-hmm. i know it seems sick but like the camera never shows her face it's always just like her boobs it was hilarious and I got to give props uh, when people do the funny stuff. Right. Black Rifle Coffee Company. They're out in California somewhere. I want to I want to hang out with those dudes. Well, well, we'll have to look them up and find them for you. Yes, we will. You yes, want we them on will. the show. We'll try to make that happen. <clears throat> Absolutely. Okay. Next subject. We're cranking right along. I love it when there's always tons to talk about. Like you go like, oh, there's not going to be enough. There's always tons. This uh, Rex Tillerson uh, uh, he called Donald Trump a moron. I'm done with the White House palace intrigue stories. Me too. I'm done with it. It helps no one. It helps nothing. And these Sunday shows, they're devoting so much time to it. You got to move on. Here's, you got to move on, people. Here's, here's my take on it. They're all adults. Anyone working in the White House accepted a job. <laughs> They're free to leave at any point. If they're not, just who cares? People get mad at each other at work all the time. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I imagine. I, lost, I imagine. I would have lost quite a few jobs in my yeah, day. I, I imagine the stress of running, you know, the, the free world is probably a little bit bigger than the stress at most jobs. So, yeah, I'm sure that people in the Obama administration had some missteps and maybe said some not too nice things. I'm sure people in the Bush administration did. It's just a big deal because it's Trump. That's it. Exactly. And I just, just, just want to uh, get competent people. It's it's crazy. I, I watched a little bit of Meet the Press. I, I watched a little bit of Chris Wallace. I watched a little bit of Media Buzz. And to find competent people who can say things simply and eloquently and make a case 
for the right, I tell you, it's like a there's nobody. You know who I actually think is doing a credible job? Who? Sarah Sanders. Oh, she's doing a great job. Like that press, that presser every day is no longer a circus. She runs that thing. What was the latest response she had where she just took those guys to town? Oh, I don't oh, even know, but the uh, Russia collusion thing, the yep. Russia collusion, because evidently there's nothing there. They're not finding anything. And that story is quickly going away. Like, if you do want to talk about Russia collusion, let's talk about Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation and the uranium. And let's, if you want to talk about Russian collusion, let's Let's talk about Bill Clinton giving a speech for the blah, blah, blah. And if you want to talk, she, it was just like a Gatling gun. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Sanders is fantastic. Yeah. They need more. Mm-hmm. They need me. They, <laughs> they need me I out like there. General Mattis, too. Yeah. Yes. He, he's a, he's a no-nonsense uh, guy. However, they need somebody just having fun and not being a jackhole and <laughs> – that's not worried about like that's like this whole Donald Trump thing. It's not mysterious. It's not mysterious. People are like, oh, he's a reality star and he's doing this and that. No, he he literally he's so confident whether he's right or wrong or whatever. Just in the way he speaks and the way he treats people, they're like, wow. How does this guy? How does this Madison Avenue billionaire relate to a guy who's been shot in Las Vegas? It's easy. I don't know. He did. It's super easy. He goes, wow, how are you feeling? And he's genuine. He's genuine. It's mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a magic act. It's really quite simple. And when people try to read too much into it and well, in, in true reality star fashion, he's playing 4D chess while they're playing 2D Chinese checkers. It's like, no, he's he's genuinely telling you what he feels. That's why, like, he's not afraid to double down on stuff. And that's not why he's not afraid to go. You know what? I changed my mind. Well, I thought about it. You all want transparency in government. Just look at it this way. Transparency is Donald Trump's biggest strength and his biggest area for development. <laughs> oh my gosh. They had uh they had um what's her name? The wife, Ivana. Ivana, Ivana, the ex-wife, the ex-wife. Yeah, the ex-wife. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, and she was she was hilarious. She was on CBS Sunday morning and they were talking to her. And they're like, do you do you still talk to the president? And she's like, oh yes, I talk to him every week, every week. Does he ask you? Does he ask you advice? Oh yes, he asks me advice all the time. Okay, <clears throat> first of all, I think that's a fantasy, but way to try to stay relevant, Ivana. <laughs> and they're like, what kind of what kind of advice uh, do you give him? Well, he asked me. Uh, should I tweet? And I say, yes, Donald, you should tweet. You should tweet. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what Donald did. He's like, hey, uh, I'm running for president. I just want to know, uh, ex-wife, should I tweet? Yeah, I'm sure that's that was his decision maker. She oh. was a sweet, she was a sweet, sweet lady. She was very funny. I guess she claims she goes, I was I was offered to be ambassador to Czechoslovakia, but why do I want that? Why do I want why do I want to give up Miami in the winter, New York in the spring and the fall? Why do I want to give up Saint Tropez in the <laughs> It was great. Good for her. Yeah. 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 They uh she told the story of how she met Donald. She was at this really packed nightclub in New York. Uh, she was in the modeling game. She and her girlfriend were out. They couldn't get a table. And then this big guy comes up to her, Donald Trump, and says, are you waiting for a table? And she goes, yes, we are. And he goes, well, let me see what I can do. He, he leaves uh, and he comes back and he talks to, like, I think her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the girlfriend says uh, to Ivana, I have some good news and I have some bad news. 
The good news is we got a table. The bad news is we got to sit with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they were married three months later. Ah, it's almost like a love story. It is like a little love story. And then uh, they showed this clip of Donald trying to do a joke on Oprah that just horribly backfired. Because Oprah's asking a young Donald Trump and Ivana, like, what's the secret to their relationship? And Donald goes, well, we have a very uh, – we don't fight. Uh, Ivana and I have an understanding that it's uh, my way or the highway. And he obviously did it as a joke and the, the audience just went, ooh. <laughs> and they were trying to get Ivana – like years later, they're like, does that upset you still? And she's like, no, no. He – he was trying to do joke. It, it was not not his crowd. <laughs> Ivana Trump. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I promised this on on Twitter. I just remembered. Who's that guy? He's a uh, uh, he's an overweight, uh, scraggly beard. He's he's on MSNBC all the time, and he's a uh, he's a former he's a Republican. He hates Donald Trump. He's a never Trumper. Steve something. I have no idea. We were on Twitter and I said, I do what I actually do an impression of this guy. Remind me and I'll do it. I'm going to go through my notification. Cause this, this is it. I just, it's kind of like Jimmy Stewart, but he's just, he's just all fat. He hates Donald Trump and he's on MSNBC. He's on morning Joe all the time. Morning guy, Joe. He's a crazy person. Morning Joe. Yeah. Mm. What is the guy's name? It's See, not going to be funny. I, I, you, I, I, I don't watch morning Joe. This guy is a right-wing dude, but he's part of that club that's on MSNBC all the time because he tells it like it is. And Donald Trump is a da da He's just a total jerk. He's a big never-Trumper, and he just he, he just wants to be in with the cool kids, so he'll say or do whatever. Follow us at The Loftus Party on Twitter. You need that in your life. The Loftus yeah. Party on Twitter. TheLoftusParty.com. I'm doing this as I'm going through my tweets trying to find the name of this jackhole. Did you see I, who was going to leave the GOP? Who's leaving? Governor Kasich. Oh, yeah. you know what? <laughs> He's lucky if he doesn't get sued. I was going to say, I thought he left the GOP sometime in 216, but I couldn't swear to it. He should before he gets sued. Why is he going to get sued? Okay. He had an agreement with the grand old party, the GOP. Ah, of course. Yeah. He said, I will endorse the candidate. Mm -hmm. Okay. You will? Yes, I will. Now, what he got in return for that was access to email lists and donor lists. So – he said he would do a thing in return for goods and services. Mm-hmm. He got the g- goods and services, and then he didn't endorse. So he, in my mind, is a douchey traitor. So that was it. But you could sue him for stuff like that. No, I'm, I'm sure the Republicans could. Oh, my gosh. I can't find it. I can't find it. Ralphie May died. Poor Ralphie May. That guy. Oh, that made me sad. It did. I met Ralphie. I worked with him a couple times. He was a he was a sweet dude. However, it's it's sad, but it's not shocking. Do you know what I'm saying? You just can't like, live that big. You can't. You can't be that big. And America loves their big comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy was always talking about barbecue, and he would party really hard, and he had a really sweet soul. Uh, however, yeah, it's sad. I'm I'm going through the Twitter feed now. 
and I, I cannot find this guy's name. But for the record, I did the impression. I did the impression. This is what he sounds like when he's on when he's on Morning Joe. I don't understand Donald Trump. This guy, and he'll make up the most horrific sounding blah blah blah. Um, oh, I had a funny tweet about uh, people didn't. You don't want to pay for our birth control? Then uh, pick another hole. Thinking outside the box. That was funny. Follow us on. We have fun on the Twitter. We have fun on theloftestparty.com. There's a new – I want to put up a, a new article. I want to talk about this uh, sex with a robot thing. These guys, uh, these friends of mine that have like – I'm on their email chain. They sent me this this email and I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be horrified because according to a new study in Europe, uh, one out of three dudes uh, said that they would bang a robot and one out of five chicks said they would bang a robot too. And I'm supposed to be horrified. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm, I'm not even shocked. No. Not at My all. My thing is, I don't want it to look exactly human because they won't get it right, and then it's creepy. No, you can't. You can't make it human. Uh, that's like the that's the basis for every awful, awful like robot takes over the world kind of movie. Every sex robot in film uh, ends up killing people. Killing people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Daryl Hannah and Blade Runner. Uh, A- Ada and Agents <laughs> of Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jude, Jude Law. Uh, didn't kill somebody, but he was set up for murder. But he was a he, right. Jude Law played a sex robot in uh, uh, Minority Report. No, mm-hmm. no, it was a uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Ah, uh, okay, well, you so- know, when we have artificial intelligence like that, did you ever see that awful uh, Twitter AI that Microsoft did? Yes, <laughs> they turned it into like a raging racist in five tweets. Yes, it, and it was had insane. To turn it off. Yeah, they had to quickly – we need artificial intelligence that's a lot smarter than that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And you heard about the Google AI, right, that they tricked just to see what would happen if they tricked it? What did they trick it it to do? I think they were – it was – they were trying to get it to uh, walk upstairs or something. It was a robot, but it had artificial intelligence, but it was – it could walk. Uh, And they kept like tricking it on the stairs, Mm -hmm. and it got furious. Oh, really? It got mad? Super mad, super fast. Uh, That's not scary. No, it's not scary at all. That's terrifying. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Stop messing. We've said it before. Stop messing with AI. If you want to make sex robots, that's fine, but they don't have to look completely human. I would prefer something in the uh, like Japanese anime kind of. Something like super curvy that's obviously a robot that is just like a pleasure bot. I don't want something that looks like, oh, I could be your wife. No. No, no, that's freaky. Exactly. And you mm-hmm. won't be there and it'll, it'll, it'll have dead eyes and all that other wonderful stuff. Uh. Okay, so some things to look forward to in the, the new uh, loftusparty.com, which is a spectacular website, which is uh, wonderful – and we want your help and your input in in moving this thing forward. This whole thing, I've said it before, I think I said it last week, is a grand experiment. We're figuring it out as we go along, and we're going to do that with your help. Uh, so some things to look forward to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up a review uh, soon for Star Wars Battlefront 2. I played the beta of that this morning. It's a, it's a glorious game. There's lots to do, lots of bells and whistles. I've also got to do a, a review of... Uh, Destiny 2, the new video game, that is – I wish I had more time to play that. I'm at that point where I just don't have enough time to play, but it's a lot of fun. I'd like to get your input on that as well. I just want to start a little 
a little mini chat room just about video games and anime and geek stuff and Star Wars stuff. I was so pissed this morning because I go on Twitter and they're like, there's a trailer for the new Star Wars trailer. Now, by the time you listen to this on Monday or Tuesday, uh, the trailer will have been out. The new Star Wars trailer would have been out on uh, Monday Night Football. So what they did at Comic-Con last night, they had a teaser for the teaser trailer. Like, no, you're not allowed to do that. A teaser for the teaser trailer. That's going to be my Michael Topia. I want to have I want to have a Halloween uh, costume contest. I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe it's a poll. Maybe it's a, a, a caption this contest. But like uh, I want to know where people are in terms of what's sexy and what's not sexy in terms of like at what point do you say I, I'm not going to be the sexy nurse anymore, ladies? <laughs> like when uh, do you let go of that? When do you go, yeah, well, I'm not going to. My wife got so upset. It was funny. Uh, we were watching some award show and Jane Fonda was out there and Jane Fonda had really long hair and she had bangs. And my wife is like, what is she doing? What is she doing? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Her hair. My wife's like, you, you're not allowed to do that when you're her age. And I totally disagree. I totally disagree. So I want to do a thing with Halloween costumes. And at what point do you say that's not appropriate? I think, do you see what I'm saying? I do. I, we, we, I want to find a way to drill down into that. Uh, I like, when do you determine you're not a sexual creature anymore? Hopefully you never do. Hopefully I was going to say. Going and going and going. That just, that sounds depressing. Right? But like, I also don't want to see like a 70-year-old. However, I take that back. Remember when Cher, Cher did that video? If I could turn back time. Yeah. And she had the fishnets and the thong. I thought she looked delightful. How about, how about like Helen Mirren? Helen Mirren. She could rock a Wonder Woman costume. Oh, you know what? She could. In fact, they should put her. <laughs> <laughs> they should put her in the next movie actually in one. She is a, she is a lovely, lovely person. She's a smoking hot lady. Okay, so here's what we want to do. Uh, we want to we want to get that going. We're going to keep making changes and bringing you wonderful articles and reviews and blogs and movie trailers. Theloftestparty.com. I want to uh, again thank everybody. The literally the the listen to this, Liberty uh, Gypsy. The literally hundreds of people who have subscribed to the YouTube channel. Nice. Yes, it is. And our latest video is doing really well, and the website's doing well. We launched it a couple days ago. We're already getting the numbers back from the, the developers, and it's awesome. And it's awesome. Not only are a boatload of people coming, they're checking it out, and they're, and staying, they're staying, and they're looking yeah. around. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful. We got advertisers on there. If you could click on one of those every once in a while, uh, I believe it's Amazon right now. We, but you guys, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, it's a working. It's working, and I got to put on my boner pants. I get so excited. Which we will be selling on the site. Are boner pants, is it going to be like sweatpants? Is that the deal? Sweatpants, yeah. All righty. Are they transparent? Well, no. <laughs> sweatpants. Boner pants. That's great. I, I, we should totally have uh, – we should have – oh, you know what else? Well, we'll, we'll talk uh, later about – we're going to talk about some of the merchandise off air. I'm excited about that. I just got the uh, – I got the, the coffee mug, the travel mug, mm -hmm. but I got some, I got some design uh, ideas. However, they're, they're all completely awesome. It's all so awesome. We're going to wrap it up real quick uh, with some Michael Topias. Um, 
in the real world, there's rules and stuff that that uh, we have to live by, and it drives us crazy. But in Mycotopia, there's a different set of rules, different set of laws, and life is wonderful. So with uh, with that in mind, here's the first Mycotopia. Are you going to take a pass or do you got one? No, I got one. Oh, look at you go. When Orrin Hatch puts a bill forth in Congress to declassify marijuana for medical use, guys, it's just time to do it. He's like 110 in Mormon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 110 in Mormon years. <laughs> no, he's 110 and Mormon, okay? And he puts – like, did you watch any of this? No, I did not. Oh, my God. He's actually here's, – here's Orrin Hatch trying to be funny. Okay, my colleagues, it's high time we take a look at medical marijuana. It's time for this issue to come out of the weeds. Dude, it was so awful in its hilariousness, but I was That's dying. Great. I was That's dying. Orrin Hatch doing weed jokes. It's high time. <laughs> I've known uh, a couple people who've had cancer, and the only thing that helped them with the, the nausea and everything with chemo was was weed uh, well, and, and vaping it. And, and Well, and that was – that was his interaction with it. He had a friend who had brain cancer who is now in remission, but going through treatment, it was the only thing that helped him. And I think the more people who see that with someone that they love that's ill, yes. the easier this whole hurdle is going to be. But guys, if Orrin Hatch is on board, it's just time to do it. It's just time to do it. There's there's no re- there's no reason that we can't have weed to help people with the side effects of cancer treatment. Mm. That's just that's, or epilepsy that's stupid. Is something yes. Else. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, in Michaeltopia, we don't have trailers for the trailer. It's the Star Wars thing. You don't have a little super mini, 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 mini trailer to tell you about the mini trailer you're about to see. We already have those. You know what they're called? Movie posters. What you're doing is showing me a series of still photographs and hoping I'll get excited about it. No, we have those. They're called posters. It's not a movie trailer. Okay, that's our show. It was a good one. We covered a lot of stuff. Sex bots. Um, gun control, Harvey Weinstein. We didn't get to Dubai guy. That's going to have to wait. This poor soul in Dubai who's probably going to go to jail for three years because he accidentally touched a dude in a bar so he didn't spill his drink. Don't go to Dubai. Don't go to Dubai. In Michael Topia, we don't go to Dubai. No, we don't. All right. That's our show. Have a great week. We will see you on the website, theloftestparty.com. Peace.